You can be made rich doing that. <clears throat> you can get successful doing that, whatever it is you're believing for. If you confess it and you believe it and you don't doubt in your heart, those things will happen. Like Rashid said, he hadn't finished school, didn't even apply for the job. He just started saying, I'm going to have a project management job. He did it for two weeks and it, it manifested, right? But that, everybody said, that's for whosoever. Anybody can do that. And the tragedy of it is that you can do all of that, get all of that stuff, get your jets, get your Lamborghinis, whatever it is you want. And when I let me, let me say, say <laughs> y'all, when I say whatever you want, you can have whatever. Y'all, <clears throat> let me tell you something. I'm going to be real honest. Everything I have, I got it that way. There is nothing that I want right now. I have everything I ever wanted. And how did I get it? I said it, and it came to pass. So this is not a hard thing. It's just that common people, people that are used to losing, never figured this out. But the people that keep winning... They keep doing it. When we were in Arizona, I watched the documentary on uh, on the Schwarzenegger. Y'all, you know what he said? The same thing. He wanted to be number one in bodybuilding. He did that. He said it. He dreamed it. Kept saying it. He wanted to be number one in movies. He wanted to be the number one box office actor. Do you know that was the time that he was the number one most famous, richest, worldwide actor, he said it. And then he wanted to go as high as he could in politics. He became the governor of California in two weeks. He didn't even run for a whole year. He ran for two weeks. So does it work? Of course it does. The only reason it ain't work for you because you don't do it. Is that true? Would you like to hear some more about that? Okay, come back Wednesday, you're going to hear about that. Because there's something more important than that. Not in the notes. Let's go to Mark chapter 8, verse 36. There's something more important. Brother Wayne, are the videos ready? Are they ready? Okay. There's something more important than getting your Lamborghini, getting your dream house. I got that. Living late. Getting all that stuff. I got all that stuff. I got it by saying it. 15 Mercedes later. Three in my driveway right now. It don't matter, y'all. All that stuff. But this is the most important thing that we're going to talk about today. And y'all, I want you to pay so close attention because most of y'all in here, you couldn't answer 10 questions right about this. Do we have the SATs? Are they ready? Where they at? All right. So, so we're going to do this. Listen to what the scriptures say. Oh, my God. Y'all taking all day? We don't have it? 838? 836? Mark 836? I'll read it. Okay. For what shall it profit a man if she shall gain the whole world by speaking it? Like, y'all, you can do that. I mean, I'm telling you. Whatever you want, you can do it. And get it by faith doing it like we said. 
But it's a whosoever. Everybody say whosoever. That's for anybody. That's for people going to hell. That's for people who don't even believe in God. It's a whosoever. Gravity works for whosoever. Did you notice that? Do you have to believe in God for gravity to work? Do you have to go to church for gravity to work? It's a law. Let me go over here. This, this side don't never say nothing. Do you have to be a believer for gravity to work? Can y'all, can, can y'all open your mouth over here a little bit? Do you have to be a believer? No. Okay, good. Can y'all stay and stay, participate with everybody else? But this scripture puts in some perspective and priority. It says, what good is it for you to gain the whole world? Get a billion dollar off a beach like Dr. Dre. Because he said it and manifested it, right? What good is to gain the whole world and lose your soul? Let me, let me be honest with you. Many of us are going to live to be 70, 80, 90 years old. In the scheme of eternity, which is means and means of years, how long is that? That's a finger snap. So we can live this life and have all these luxuries and do whatever and go to all the NFL parties and, and, and you know live you know live in the mansion like Michael Jordan and fly in private jets, all that stuff. And y'all, I'm not down in that stuff because I'm gonna do some of that stuff. Somebody say amen. amen. But y'all, it has no bearing on anything in eternity. I thought I'd get more amens than that. All right. So, my organists, give me, give me, give me, give me just a little, few minutes. We're gonna pass out this little, this little, this little quiz. I want everybody in here. I want everybody in here to take a moment, and I want you to feel y'all. Y'all gotta move quick. I want y'all to fill this out, okay? And do we have it in Spanish as well? Okay, so the people in Spanish, I want you to fill this out. And, and uh, our pencils don't have no erasers on it. So I want you to keep, I want you to keep, I want you to keep the paper that you fill out, all right? And, and then I'm going to go over some of these. Give me one, uh, Alex, please. We wrote a book 20 years ago called the SAT. Give me some medication, man. All right? So I want you to put your name on all of that. And we're going to help some people today. Because, y'all, people come to church, they don't know what it's all about. They don't know what nothing. They're all confused with a bunch of different belief systems. But we're going to help people today because we're going to tell you exactly what we know and believe in this room. Somebody say Amen. Did I hoop it out last week? Did I change two or three keys? If you want to hear me hoop and do that black preacher stuff, go on YouTube and watch me from last week. Because I'm not going to do that this week. Yeah. We're going to get down to business this week. Y'all got me? All right. So you put your name, your date, your phone number, your email, your address. First question. Question number one is very simple. If you die right now on a scale of 1 to 10, how sure are you that you go to heaven? How sure are you that there is a heaven? How sure are you that there's anything even after this? 0 to 10. You're like, man, I don't even know. That's 1, 2, 3. 
I'm kind of sure, but I'm, you know, kind of iffy. That's a six, seven, eight. All right? Number two, and y'all, we're not going to take uh, two hours on the star test on this, okay? Just put your, put your answers down. Number two, if you died and stood before God, he asked you, why should he allow you into heaven? What would you say? You got two lines. Two lines for that. And two lines might be too long. But whatever, whatever you would say, whatever you would say to God on that question, whatever you would say, I'm not giving those suggestions. If he asked you, why should he let you in? What would you say? Number three, how would you define the term Lord? We use Lord a lot in church. Do you know what it means? Short answer. Number four, if you think you are saved or okay with God, name two things that prove it. Two things, I'm all right with God. I'm good. Number five, in your understanding of Jesus and his resurrection, did he rise physically or spiritually or both? Can a person be saved yet refuse to be baptized? Number seven, are you a naturally good person? Yes or no? Number eight, do you feel like you've done anything bad enough to deserve to go to hell? Yes or no? And that's pretty much it. Nine and, and ten, you know, those follow-up questions, you can fill those out as well. Are y'all ready? I don't know what that is. Can somebody come up and investigate? Turn that off? I know it's not me. If it's something up here, because I, I don't want, I want anything to interfere with, with this message. All right. So this morning, you got 30 more seconds. Come on, y'all. It's not the SAT. Either you know it or you don't. The title of this message is called The Gift of salvation. The title of this message is The Gift of Salvation. If you've ever wondered what words mean and what they're talking about in the church about salvation, are you saved, are you this, are you that, we're going to define it for you today if you pay attention. All your questions will be answered. How many of y'all need some more time? How many of y'all need two more hours? Oh my God. Keep coming. <laughs> All right. No matter where you are, I want you to look up. Let's pay attention. So, I'm good. You know what that is? Is that me? Huh? Oh, it's right Okay. I think I, I think I'm good. All right. Check one, check two. All right, we good, we good, Bishop. So I wonder about people. And I'm gonna tell you, it's not your fault, but pastors and churches and Christians have made a mess of what we call Christianity. 
some of the things that we see, some of the things that we hear. What does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be born again? I know recently um, Kirk Franklin just released something about his dad. He's a Christian artist on there cussing. and (laughs) They got to bleep him out. He's dancing. Some people call him Twerk Franklin. A mess has been made in Christianity because nobody knows what a Christian is anymore. People don't know why we do what we do. Why did you come to church? Some of y'all, I came to church because they kept asking me. I just wanted to come. So we, we know we need to go to church. And if I don't go to church, I'm going to feel guilty. But if I, if I stay home, then I don't feel right. But I know I need to go to church, but I don't know for what. And I know I need to go to church and do something, but I don't know for who. And I don't know how long I need to do it and what am I doing it right. And then if I'm really saved, am I going to heaven? Or what else do I have to do to make sure I go to heaven? And am I giving enough? Am I tithing enough? Am I, am I, am I doing the right stuff? Do I believe the right thing? Am I reading my Bible? I don't ever read my Bible. I read the Bible when they put it up on the screen. But if I don't read my Bible, they tell me that I need to read my Bible. If I don't read my Bible, do I go to hell? All these questions and all this stuff, and nobody knows why anything. And then people come to church. They come to church like ours. And we talk about lift your hands and say hallelujah and praise. And you lift your hand. You don't know why. You say hallelujah. You don't know why. And then we take the Lord's Supper and we say we're drinking the wine and eating eating the blood drinking the blood and eating the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then, you know, I say, come on down here and I lay hands on people and know them with all. And then you hear somebody praying in tongues and then you hear somebody give a testimony like, Brianna, we gave money. We believe this and that. And it's all of this stuff kind of meshed together like a gumbo, but don't nobody know what it is and what we're doing and why we do it and why should I just keep doing it? I mean, we don't know. And I feel like I need to join the church, but what you joining the church for? So we're going to set the record straight today. Is that all right? So we're going to define our terms. What do we mean when we say salvation? What's the whole point? Right? Can we start in a simple scripture? And the Lord told me to go back to the basics because a lot of us, we don't have foundation. That's why we don't go to church. That's why we don't we we in and out with the things of God because we don't know. Can we help you out today? Come on, let's start with the basics. Everybody say, let's start with the basics. All right, John 3.16, it says this. For God so loved the whole world that he gave his only begotten son. That should make you ask a question right there. Why did he have to give a son? Because he loved the world. Nobody answers that. They just read the scripture. That's my favorite scripture. Right, but why? That whosoever, here's that word again, whosoever believes in him, in him, should not perish. It didn't say believe in him or Buddha or Allah or all these other belief systems. True or no? It said whosoever believes in him. Is that true? Are y'all, are y'all following me? People going to perish. Who's going to perish? Who's going to perish? I want you to think about it. 
should not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Who's going to have everlasting life? For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. What does save mean? Saved from what? Here we go. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed on, in the name of the only begotten of the Son. All right. So this word salvation, we looked up that word saved. What does that mean? comes from a Greek word, soteria. It means to be delivered, to be rescued, to safety, to be rescued, to safety, to be preserved. Salvation, deliverance from molestation of enemies in an ethical sense. That concludes to the soul's safety or salvation, messianic salvation. means Jesus the Messiah. Salvation as the present possession of all true Christians and future salvation, the sum of benefits and blessings which belong to Christians, redeemed from all the earthly ills, will enjoy in the afterlife a visible return of Jesus Christ from heaven in the consummated and eternal kingdom of God. Fourfold salvation, saved from the penalty, the power, presence, and most important, the pleasure of sin. So this came out of a um, conversation that I had while I was in Arizona. I took an Uber driver. So this is off. So I don't know what that is because I'm on this. Okay. So I took an Uber, and that was a white gentleman. And he was one of those guys, and I, I'm, I'm not racial, but... They, they, you have them in every race. That proud brother, that, that man, you know, kind of work out. And, you know, he had his golfing hat on. And he had a nice Lincoln truck. And so you can usually find common ground men when you talk to men about what? Sports. So I started talking to him about sports. Because I knew I was getting ready to get him. I was going to talk to him about salvation. I was going to talk to him about eternity. So he saw a black man in the back with a championship ring on, and he sized me up, and he said, yeah, he's just going to talk about sports. Oh, I was going somewhere. And I asked him, I said, what do you do for a living? He said, I sell life insurance. I said, I do too. We do the same thing. He said, no joking. You sell life insurance too? I say yes. I say I do it in a different way. I say, isn't it funny? Then you got to talk to people about their death and, you know, how much money somebody going to get after they die. And you got to think about death a lot and what happens after you die, right? He said, yeah. I said, so what do you think about what happens after you die? I say, some people believe that, you know, you come back as a tree. He said, well, we're all, we just matter. We're just simple matter. So, I mean, you could come back as a tree or something. Oh, I said, is that what you believe? I said, what about Jesus? Oh, yes, I believe in Jesus. Now, here, here we go. Most people are so mixed up, y'all. There is a gumbo of beliefs that people have. They don't know. It's people in here right now. You got so many mixed ideas about what happens when a person dies. 
You have no one idea about it. Because not only is the church talking about something, but social media, I mean, come on. You're seeing reels and shorts all day. They talking about this. They talking about that. Facebook, the gram. It's a lot of information going forth and coming out. So people don't know what to believe. So I said, do you believe in the heaven and hell? He said, yes. I said, well, who goes to heaven? He said, I think most people are going to make it to heaven. He said, because, you know, most people, kind of good people, say, say yeah, you know, he said, like me and you, we're good people. He said, we're not out here killing nobody or raping nobody or doing like that. He said, most people would probably go to heaven. How many of y'all agree with that? I want you to think about it. Most people are pretty good people. You sitting in here with a group of people? Most of us are good people. Nobody selling drugs. Ain't nobody doing no harm. Nobody. We, we good people. We see somebody out there in the parking lot. They need a boost or something. You know, most of the men are help. Or you see somebody struggling with a baby in the grocery store. Most of the women will go up and help them. We good people. So remember I told you, the proud white, all-American men. I said, but you said you believe in Jesus. He said, yeah. I said, well, do you know that Jesus said most people are not going to be saved? Now it's getting quiet. Did you know that Jesus said most people are not going to be saved? Did you know that? Let me show you the scripture. Uh, let's go to Matthew 7, 13 through 14. This is going to be so good today. Matthew 7, uh, 13 through 14. This is Jesus. He said, enter you at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there be, what's the next word? Come on, can we read together? What does that say? Many. What does that say? Many. It say the way that leads to destruction, and there be many that will go that way. We can, we can substitute another word and say most. Most people, according to Jesus, are going to hell. Most of the people you know, according to Jesus, are headed for destruction. Did I write the Bible? Jesus said this. Most of the people you work with, most of the people you see when you're out and about, this is what Jesus said. He said, because straight is the gate, narrow is the way which leads to life. And what's that word? And there be what? Few. My gosh. There be few. But see, that's what we believe because it makes us feel good that most of us are good people and most people are going to make it to heaven. So why are we even concentrating on all this anyway? And who are you to judge me? Only God can judge me. That's what Tupac said. And you know Tupac was exactly right. God is going to judge you. And Jesus said only a few. Anybody worried yet? Come on, let me get another scripture. Luke chapter 13, verse 23. Then the disciples asked him. They just asked him point blank. They said, Jesus, are there going to be few that's going to be saved? Y'all, this is a direct Quote, 
They ask and say, is it just going to be a few or is it going to be a lot? They want to know. Wouldn't you want to know? And the Lord said unto them, strive to enter at the straight gate, the narrow way, the restrictive way, the restrictive way. See, present-day Christianity got a lot of non-restrictions. You ever heard of weed-smoking Christians? I have. Fornicating, living with your boyfriend, girlfriend, Christians? I have. We all right. We all right. No, no, there's some restrictions. Come on, somebody. We got Christians do everything under the sun from smoking weed, snorting cocaine, drinking, doing whatever. They say, y'all, you go to the uh, gospel music awards and stuff, they say the after parties be off the hook. They just be in there openly drinking, smoking, doing whatever. Same gospel on as you sitting there lifting your hands to. Back in the 90s, they called it GMWA, the Gospel Music Workshop of America. They said GMWA stood for gay men with AIDS. Because all the dudes was fruity and stuff. Talking about they Christians. Come on, somebody. Say, strive to enter at the straight gate. For I say to you, many will seek to enter in and shall not be able to. Keep going. So I told this to, this to this guy I was talking to. He said, once when the master of the house is written up and shut the door and begin to stand without and to knock, they'll stand without and begin to knock on the door. Lord, Lord, open to us. And he should answer them. Say, I don't know. I don't know you. He said, I, I, I know you. Where, where are you from? And then they should begin to say, we've eaten and drunken in your presence. And you taught us in our streets. Keep going. But he should say, I tell you, I know you not. Where are you from? Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I don't, I don't know you. Who is this talking? Sweet, lovely Jesus. And he said, he said, but, but people are basically good. And I told him, I said, did you know that Jesus said that there's nobody good but God? I said, Romans 3, 3 and 10 says, as it is written, there's nobody good. There's nobody right. No, not one. There's no one that understands. There's no one that seeks after God. They're all going out of the way. They're all together are unprofitable. There's none that do good. No, not one. Oh my gosh. So I asked him, I said, yo, I said, I said, hey, bro, if we all good and everybody going to heaven anyway, what do you need a savior for? We was driving. I said, what do you need saving from? Well, he couldn't answer. You know, you just need to be saved. Say, from what? If I'm good and you're good and we basically going to heaven anyhow, then what do we need to be saved from? Then he got it because Christian jargon kicked in. He said, well, because we're sinners. I said, but I thought you said we were good. So are we good? Are we sinners? Are we good sinners? Because you can't be both. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. <laughs> so I said, if we're good, why do we need saving? So he couldn't really answer. 
So then we started going through the Ten Commandments. Y'all, I sent the Ten Commandments to you, that list. So y'all, if you think you're good in here, you think you're better than most, you think you're not that bad, the Bible says that God gave us the law to show how sinful we were. That's what Paul said. God gave us the law. Find that scripture. God gave us the law to show us how sinful we were. Not how good we were. Not how much we could keep them. Because y'all, ten little rules and no man has ever kept all of these but one. His name was Jesus. Nobody in here has even come close. Hello. Have you ever had a God before God? Any other God that you worship more than God? Have you ever? Of course. Of course we do. Because we'll go to a football game. Come on, somebody. If you had to choose between coming to church today and going, well, that's a bad example, to a Texas game. Most of us would have came to church. But you know what I'm saying? If the Texas was doing good. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You should not make any idols. Do we make idols? We had a show called American Idol for a long time. You should not take the name of the Lord, your God in vain. Do you do that? Yes. Jesus, God. GD this, GD that. Hello? Keep the Sabbath, keep it holy. Yeah. How many people you know are out there washing their cars right now? Huh? Fishing. What do you do on Sunday when you don't go to church? Huh? Hello? Chick-fil-A, the only people keeping the Sabbath holy. Yeah, what, what do you do when you don't, what, what do y'all do when y'all come to church? When you just sleeping in, what you do? Baby, I'm going to go to Kroger's and get some salmon and put it on the grill. All the stuff people do. Oh, we're going to go to Sunday brunch. You know they have a lot of Sunday brunches? There's a lot of stuff you can do on Sundays. Yeah. Oh, y'all ain't feeling me today. Honor your mother and your father. Ain't nobody ever violated that, right? You should not murder. You know, the Bible says if you hate your brother, you murdered him in your heart. You ever hated somebody? Huh? I thought we was good people. Thou should not commit adultery. Now, y'all, we ain't got to even get uh, symbolic yet on this. Some of us have actually committed adultery. Some of us have actually been with somebody that was married. They was just working their divorce proceedings out. You, you know people like that? They get with somebody else, and they be like, man, you going to marry that girl? Nah, man, she, you know, I still got to, you know, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got my divorce decree yet. If you don't have your divorce decree yet, what is that called? I'm still married. <laughs> and that's called adultery. Why is it so? Why are y'all quiet over here? That's called adultery. Yes? People doing that. They think they're good with God. I can't tell you how many people fill our churches. In adultery. They think they're good with God. Hello? Mama, can I tell a story so I can help somebody? About you and Charlie. Okay. It's in my book, the SAT. 
This is how I knew my step. My stepdad was a hard man. He cussed you out. He was just hard. Man, me and him did not get along. But he gave his life to Jesus Christ. Now, let me tell you what had happened before he gave his life to Jesus Christ. Him and my mama was living together for years. For years. And my mama named Gwen, he was married to another woman named Gwen before he married my mama. This is in the book. And uh, he hadn't gotten all the proceedings, all that stuff hadn't gotten done or whatever. So they was living together. He came to church, heard his friend, his friend was preaching. And he was preaching about adultery and fornication stuff. Now my stepdad had gotten born again. His heart got convicted. And he went to his friend. He said, man, you say, man, and my girl, we've we been wrong the whole time? He said, yeah, but don't worry about it. God understands because you got to work out your, you know, your stuff with your, with your, with your, with your former wife. He said, no, nah, man. He said, I'm in sin. He went and got that business straight. They got married shortly after that. Is that true? Because y'all, we're not good if we violate the Ten Commandments. Number eight, thou shalt not steal. You ever did that? Oh, you, have, you ain't never been on Amazon Prime while you supposed to be at work. 50 minutes searching through. That's called stealing, y'all. Have you ever lied? Number nine. So how good are we really? Everybody say we're not good. Now here it is. What's the alternative to salvation? Boom, get ready, please. What's the alternative to salvation? What's the alternative to dying and you're not saved? We, we, only, we can't even say it no more in church. I just want somebody to be bold enough. What, what's, what's, what's the alternative to dying and you not born again? What's the alternative to die and you not saved? Let me go to this side. Don't say that. What's the alternative if you're not born again? Is that what we believe? Oh, let's look at it again. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. This is so, so such a sweet scripture about God. He loves the world. He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever should believe in Him should not perish. Uh oh. It ain't so sweet no more. Perish. Who gonna perish? And you know what everybody's saying? Not me, because I'm pretty good. What does perish mean? To destroy. To die. To mar. To perish. To destroy out of the way entirely. To abolish. To put an end to. Hmm. To be ruined. Let's look at Luke 16, 22. I'm almost done. And then you got a decision to make. And it came to pass that the beggar died and he was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. But the rich man also died and was buried. Verse 23. This is Jesus talking. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments. 
in hell. Y'all, it's only one or two places. In hell. Now, I've never had a vision of hell. I've had a vision of the rapture, being left behind. The book that I wrote, Rapture Revelation. I've had a vision of heaven. I've been to heaven several times uh, in a dream. But I met some people that died and went to hell. Now, either you believe it or you don't, but y'all, here's what I want to say. Whatever it is, it's not left up to our imagination, to whatever person thinks. Would you say that? Would you say that there is a definite place? Or there's something definite that definitely happens? You know, Tina Turner died recently. Y'all ready? Her thoughts were, she didn't know, she was curious, but nobody knows. Can y'all run that video, please? You can get emotional when you start to talk about that, to be able to get to this stage and say, even when it's time to leave and go to another planet, Yeah. excited about that because I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> what is it about? <laughs> no, nobody can tell you Yeah. because nobody has come back to... So I'm, I'm not excited about to die, but I don't, I don't regret it when it's time for me. I, I've done what I came here to do. Now it's pleasure. I've got great friends. I have a great man in my life. Now I have a great husband. And I'm happy. Yeah. She says, nobody can tell you. Where did Tina Turner start singing? If you ever saw the movie, where did she start singing at? So she heard the message. She rejected it. And she said, nobody can tell you because nobody has been there and come back. Is that what she said? Is that true? No. Is the hell and back on our website, that movie? Can you put it up there? Put the hell and back on our website so people can go see it on our salvation page. But yet, so many people on YouTube have said that they've died and gone to heaven or died and gone to hell. And um, I saw this young lady. I was kind of convinced. Y'all roll the tape of this young lady because nobody knows and nobody can tell you and nobody's ever been there and come back. Go. God took this woman to hell. Listen to this part of a testimony. God gave me a vision of hell for lukewarms, and he called me to share it. And so we started out in this neutral place, and I'm watching this lukewarm woman, and she thought she was going to go to heaven, but then they started to fall and fall, and then they started to be dragged down to the pits. And when I got down there, it was dark, it was fiery, it was gray. The only word is torment that I can use to describe it. And the demons were personally tormenting this woman based on all of her insecurities from the earth and the trauma from her life. They knew every single thing about her. They were calling her a liar, they were cussing at her, they were saying bad things about her especially about being lukewarm. She did not understand why she was there. She was thinking that she had gone to church. She kept calling out to Jesus. She, she was saying, Jesus, Jesus, please help me. She was trying to rebuke them in the name of Jesus, and nothing was happening, and she did not understand why. And eventually, he called out, and he said, it's too late, it's too late. You didn't give your life to me. You are not my child. The devil is your father. Repent from my sins and choose to believe in Jesus. Tap that choose Jesus in the comments and subscribe. You can choose. 
Maybe you believe it till you turn to say it. Maybe you believe what this woman said. But you got to make a choice. You got to make a choice. I'm going to read this. Preachers have taught people you're not supposed to come to church to feel condemned. People to church, not supposed to leave feeling bad. People come to church. This is what they say, already knowing they're going to hell, and that's a lie. Because most people think they're okay. Somebody say amen. I've heard preachers say this, natural pastors. Tell me something I don't know. I know I'm a sinner. Tell me something else. They say this is the tactic that used by the church to push fear and guilt to keep people coming back. It's the message about hell. Too much of current gospel preaching sounds like a spiritualized version of that old Christina Aguilera song. You're beautiful no matter what they say. Words can't bring you down. You're beautiful in every single way. Yes, words can't bring you down. So don't bring me down today. People are proud in their sin. Salvation is very simple, y'all. Because we're sinners, we can't keep the Ten Commandments. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. So it puts everybody on a crash course with hell unless they accept the gift of Jesus Christ, what he did on the cross over 2,000 years ago. Number two, make him Lord of your life, which means I'm not just doing God lightly. Because, y'all, either what we're talking about today is not important at all or it's the most important thing on this planet. One thing it cannot be is moderately important. Yo, I got born again when I was six years old. I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I became a brand new person. Nobody in my family had ever seen anybody like me because I got born again. And Jesus was a part of my life from the time I was six to now. Was I perfect? No. Did I backslid a year? Yes. Did I do everything right? No. Did God forgive me? Yes. Was I born again throughout all of that? Yes, absolutely. And I'm not talking about you getting better. I'm not talking about you trying to do better. I'm not talking about you turning over a new leaf. I'm not talking about you trying to do anything other than first admit I'm not good. That's number one. Admit, number two, I do deserve to perish. You know the problem most people? Here's what they say. How could a loving God send his children to hell? How many of y'all ever heard this? How could a loving God send people to hell? I don't ask that question. I ask the opposite. I say, how could a righteous, holy God ever let somebody like me into heaven? That's the question. Don't you know what you're doing? Because I don't know what you're doing, but I know the stuff I did. 
question and if you feel like you deserve heaven you won't be there you won't Ephesians 2 and 8 says for by grace are you saved through faith by grace you know what grace means undeserved favor anybody ever heard of Tiki Williams Tinky Williams, did he start the Crips or something? When that the guy that started the Crips? I wish I could have been his lawyer. I could have stopped the death penalty from happening. You know why? Watch this. Tinky Williams appealed to Arnold Schwarzenegger for clemency. Do you know what clemency is? It's grace. It's undeserved favor. You get it? So I don't deserve it, but give it to me anyway. That's what clemency means. Do you get it? They made a whole movie about it called Redemption. Jamie Foxx was in it. So he appealed for clemency, which is same as grace. I don't deserve it, but give it to me anyway. Yeah! <laughs> he checkmated his own argument. Because he said, but I didn't do it. So if you didn't do it, I can't give you clemency. What you want is justice. You want a retrial. Come on, somebody. Don't anybody want a retrial before God? I don't want no retrial. I want grace. Somebody say amen. I know I'm sinful. I know I'm doing well. I know me I deserve to die. I know I deserve jail or hell. I know I deserve to be strung out on death or die in a hotel gun. I don't stay that bad. But I don't want to say thank you for your grace. You can't ask for clemency. And say I'm innocent. I want you to look at your paper. You see the stuff you wrote down before I preached this message? <laughs> Here we go. Let's participate. Come on, man. I'm done. Now, now next week, we're going to get off into all the stuff you get for salvation. Because y'all, once you get born again, oh, you get a package. You get a package. You get the good life. But let's see if you got to understand it. Number one, if you said anything but 10, if you said eight or nine or seven or six, anything on a scale of one to 10, let me see your hand. All right, that's cool. That's cool. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. It's easy. This is going to be easy. This is so easy. 